Okay, welcome everybody. Make sure you subscribe if you are not yet subscribed to our live feed here on Facebook. Um, you can also find us on YouTube and in podcast form moving forward. So today, <clears throat> I want to talk a little bit about the, gr uh, the great grace note debate. And to me, it's never really been much of a debate, but I want to go through exactly, uh, you know, exactly my philosophy on grace notes, which in all my experience in over 20 years of playing bagpipes at a really high level at this point, which also means I'm getting a little bit old, uh, but all my experience points to the fact that uh, this is actually the way that we play grace notes properly. And there is one way to do it, and there's one way to think about it, but I want to spend some time illustrating it. So, uh, before too much longer, uh, let's get going with the show. Okay, so we are rocking and rolling now, and I just want to test this, make sure we're working here. Okay, good. So you can hear that clicking. So here's the bottom line. Let's give a little grace note background. First of all, um, just recently we had this debate on our Piper's Dojo Premium Members Forum, and uh, it was someone who had spoken to some drummers and who'd actually been taught that pipers should think of grace notes in the same way that drummers do. As a matter of fact, drummers have uh, grace notes that they very commonly use, and they're called flams. And a flam is a drumming grace note where one hand will come down just slightly before the other one uh, to produce a thick uh, decorative effect, and it's a, a very cool rhythmic effect that's going on. But I want to point out that's quite different uh, than what pipers are doing, where the grace note actually comes in before the beat, okay, as something just sort of preceding it. It's almost like a reverse echo. And I would be happy to talk to any expert drummers who might be able to add to that, but <clears throat> I'm uh, pretty sure that's the case. Now, for bagpiping, grace notes are a very different thing, okay? Grace notes are indeed decorative, but their primary purpose is articulative. Okay, and uh, that's sort of me being a little bit of a geek, but basically articulations are there so that we can properly separate notes on the bagpipes. Okay, that's the original use of a grace note. Uh, I sometimes say back in the caveman days, uh, but basically what I mean by that is, you know, early on, you know, however many thousands of years ago when this sort of instrument was being developed and thought about, okay, uh, grace notes were originally invented just uh, to separate notes because, as you know, we have a continuous stream of air coming through this instrument. That's the whole point of the bag pipe. Okay, we have a continuous stream. There's no real way for us to tongue notes or to otherwise articulate them. Think about trumpet players, right? They use their tongue. Singers, to separate notes, can start and stop the air, but they'll also use language devices called consonants in order to articulate uh, their different sounds. That's part of what makes singing so fascinating. I'm trying to think of other examples. Um, piano, uh, pianists and guitar players will actually, you know, percussively strike the instrument in various ways in order to separate notes. But for bagpipes, there's really nothing. Uh, on the assumption that this is coming from a bag, right? Let's say you wanted to play three low A's in a row. There's no way to do that unless 
we wiggle some other fingers like this. And by the way, you could wiggle any finger and that would make a grace note. But anyway, grace notes are there for us uh, first and foremost as a necessity. And then as things develop over time, you know, picture Piper's going from these grace notes of necessity uh, to developing a system of grace notes that not only help us separate notes, but now they help us ornament the music. Because if you think about it, we have other really good reasons um, to require fancy ornamentation. Because not only do we only have one continuous stream of air, but we only have one volume or one possible dynamic to play, which in most cases is just loud, right? How do we make things interesting? Well, um, grace note, okay, articulation, ornamentation is a big thing, and that's where embellishments come from, and that's where our grace note system as a whole comes from. So, how do you properly play a grace note? Well, articulation is the bottom line. We don't think about when articulations start and end. For example, when do I start the letter T when I say the word time? When does, when does that letter start? Uh, if I said time to a specific beat, right? Like time, time, time. When does that T start? We don't actually really ever think about it because really the bottom line with an articulation is that it is an infinitely small event Okay, let's look at another key articulation, which is the metronome. Okay, and I've actually recorded some sound of my metronome clicking here. You can probably hear it. Okay, uh, that metronome dictates exactly where the beat should fall, um, you know, in a particular piece of music. As a matter of fact, we can play along with it, which we might do in a second, although that might challenge our uh, technological abilities here. But... <clears throat> Uh, as we play along, or as we listen to this metronome, rather, when does that click start? When does it end? And how does it all happen? Well, we don't actually really think about it. And by the way, the same is true for bagpipe grace notes. Now, if we zoom in here, we can see that this metronome does actually take a certain amount of time in order to produce a click, doesn't it? Uh, this is probably the main bulk of the click here. Uh, what we're actually seeing here in this second piece of the metronome might actually be just room sound, right? Like it's probably just the room producing a little bit of an echo. So we have this tiny little bit of space. And this is actually the click of the metronome being recorded by the computer. And you can see we have this scale along the top here. We, it would appear that we have tenths of seconds, like this is a tenth of a second. Can you see that? Uh, this is a half, and you can see this metronome click, for the most part, happens in probably one, maybe two-tenths of a tenth of a second, otherwise known as two-hundredths of a second, is probably the length of time that click is actually happening, which is all kind of interesting. And the point that I want to make before I get too long-winded here is that a grace note serves the exact same uh, function in bagpipe music. It actually articulates a certain event. Many times it articulates the beat. Sometimes it articulates divisions of the beat. Okay, and sometimes in our embellishments, it's just a little bit of extra stuff that's fancy. Okay, but the grace note serves the exact same purpose. So when people talk about how exactly to play a grace note, and what I mean by that is a lot of people think that a grace note should come 
before the beat. Or in order for a grace note to be played on the beat, it needs to go up and then return to the chanter exactly on the beat, okay, or something like that. But really, the bottom line is the grace note should actually uh, mark the beat, and it's an infinitely small event, so it neither, you know, finishes on the beat or starts on the beat so much as it actually is the beat. It should actually be a total eclipse with something like the click of a metronome here. Now, this might challenge our technology. I'm not sure if my microphone exactly syncs with the audio here, but I'll give it a shot. I'm going to play this file. Um, how do I loop this again? Shift space should loop this, all right? Okay. Anyway, here's, here's my click here. And if I play grace notes with it, my objective is actually a complete eclipse around uh, that click. And I'm not sure if that came through well over the recording or not. I'll have to listen back, and I'll be able to learn a little bit about my live casting craft. Okay, But that's the objective. If I were to try to finish the grace note on the click, um, listen to what effect that has. It's actually a little bit rushed. It's a little bit ahead of the beat. And, you know, that can make all the difference when playing, and it definitely makes all the difference when trying to play unison, right? Because if different things are starting at different times and if people are thinking about things in different ways, obviously unison is not going to be uh, particularly possible. But I want to settle this debate right now, and, and I just, you know, this is just the way that it is. Right when you play in top bands or when you hear top players play, this is what's really going on. Most people don't really think about it uh, much in this way. And by the way, uh, if if you you know once you become proficient here, this is not something you're going to think about on a grace note to grace note basis, obviously. But that's just what grace notes are. Grace notes are infinitely small musical events that uh, demarcate specific moments in time. They're not actually notes. Okay, and for us, they're really not, uh, first and foremost, a decoration like they're often attributed to be. These are actual devices that we have to use in order to produce uh, melodies and uh, to produce, you know, interesting, captivating music on the instrument. So uh, I hope that works out. It looks like, oh, Jonathan said it did work, which is pretty cool. Um, there's a few people watching. Uh, I'm about to wrap this little mini lesson up, but if there are any final questions for me, if, if I haven't explained something well, uh, type in and let me know. Um, looks like a couple people have said hi, which is pretty cool. We got up to a few people viewing this. Uh, but I hope that that helps with the great grace note debate. Jonathan, you're welcome. I appreciate you tuning in as well. Okay, let's wrap that up for today. Please uh, share this around uh, so people can help uh, chime in with the great grace note debate here. Hopefully, I've made a semi-strong case in that it's not so much of a debate, really, right? The grace note just happens. And as far as mechanically what's going on, ah, yes, I had one final point, which is if we look at this metronome thing here, we sort of talked about how grace notes should really take uh, this shape, and it should happen in the exact same way. Notice uh, when you lift and drop your fingers, that's a big part of the grace note discussion, isn't it? And the point I want to make is, 
okay, when you lift and drop your finger is not something we have to think about too much. When we start to lift our finger, that's going to open the floodgate of sound here. Okay, and then when we drop our finger, that's going to close it again. And so we want to lift our finger exactly at the onset of the beat and close it an infinitely small period of time later. And that's what makes a good grace note. Okay, that's the mechanics that we have to go for. Jonathan says, so the key is to start and land on the beat. That's exactly right. We need to lift and drop our finger, you know, in that exact infinitely small period of time that, say, the metronome clicks, right? Uh, that's just an example that we can use because we can actually see that target. Darren's tuning in from Adelaide, which is super awesome. Thank you very much uh, for tuning in. That's pretty, that's pretty good stuff. Very exciting. I'm very excited to be uh, producing some of this stuff live now, which is great. Um, and it's just something that I want to share with the world, especially as people have this debate all the time, right? And it can be a confusing thing. And there is actually a right answer, which I hope that I've managed to get to in sort of an objective way for you here today, right? These grace notes, we want them to be infinitely small events uh, that articulate things, right? How, you know, when do I start the letter C when I say the word cat? It's really a moot point, right? Like, when do, when do the muscles in my mouth, uh, you know, initiate, or when do they start and stop, you know, doing the letter C? It doesn't really work that way, right? Like, we, we don't really think that way about language. Meanwhile, vowels are very much like melody notes, consonants and vowels. Now, the letter S, of course, is an exception. S can actually start and take a long period of time, like consonants. Right? Uh, so there's, a, you know, maybe a couple exceptions to the rule there. Although, um, you know, although you do have to be conscious of how long that S is going to be if you are in the singing arts, right? We don't want to be too long on the S. Uh, and we don't, we want to make sure it's audible. We probably want to keep it quite brief anyway. Okay, guys, thank you very much for tuning in. I hope that settles the great grace note debate to a certain degree. And uh, tune in again soon. Make sure you're live subscribed because we'll be going live again a few more times this week. Usually in the middle of the weekday here uh, on the East Coast, somewhere between 11 and uh, 1 p.m. Um, I've been trying to go live as much as possible. So um, definitely comment in with any questions, and we'll, I'll be happy to do more with that. Until then, uh, we'll see you later. Thanks very much for tuning in.